And I see that right there in what you just said, you really kind of touched on what is the other side of the coin of this. And that is that, yes, when, when there are failings in the body of Christ, in leadership in the body of Christ, we should seek, our aim should be restoration, healing, the spirit of meekness. But notice at the same time, Jesus was bold and unafraid to bring re rebuke and correction when it was needed. Hello everybody, Dan Boone here. Let's talk about it tomorrow with our special guest, Dr. Chris Cody from Paducah, Kentucky and Paducah, World Kentucky. Harvest Church. If they're like me, they have no idea where that is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to have to parachute in, take a boat or what. <laughs> but you got there, right? I got there. Been there 20 years. 20 years. Yes, sir. My gosh, that's pretty good. What were you, nine years old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, about. I, I think older. about 20 years, I think it go. How many decades was that now? <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're so gl glad you're with us today. It's an honor. Uh, this is really a privilege to talk to someone of his uh, backing and experience and knowledge of the world and love for Jesus Christ. So Amen. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it today. We had some discussions the last time you were with us. And if you don't mind, I'd kind of like to jump off of that, make it the springboard and yes, just sir. some things that we might run by today. I believe that you brought it up uh, and it was something to do about you weren't the one that was the, nit the nitpicker yeah. on the things that are going on in the body of Christ today. Yeah, the big corrector. Yes, thank you. And at the same time, I, I know you as a man of God rather than as one of those kind of people. Right. Let's jump into a few things that maybe a little more specifically than what we did last time. Yes, sir. And seeing some of the issues that are in the body of Christ and seeing exactly what some of those are and how we could better bring around some results that uh, may be more beneficial than some of the things that other people are talking about the people who have maybe fallen made a moral error or whatever. Uh, by the way, for those of you that are nitpickers, that moral error is moral sin, okay? I'm yeah. to make sure you got that straight. <laughs> I can say the word sin. Okay, praise God. Got to get that in there, you know. Uh, just, I know. Uh, People are watching. I have an ulterior motive, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I know there's a lot of people, social media and magazines, whatever, that they come in and say, you know, we're going to call out certain people and what they're saying. And I see it all over the place. Uh, some of them are calling out some biblical doctrine that may be um, not in agreement with what they believe. It may be an error, and to me, there's a lot of difference. Yes, sir. You know, uh, we have some things that are major, and we have some things that are minor. And uh, if somebody says, you know, that uh, Jesus uh, didn't rise from the dead, or that Jesus is not the Son of God, or Those Jesus is not God, yeah. or He was not <clears throat> the payment for sin, or like some of these new progressive terms that Jesus died on the cross to be able for us to identify with people that are hurting. Now, he died on the cross that we may have life, that <laughs> exactly. our payment of our past sins, present sins, future sins are taken care of because he sacrificed and paid the price that you and I as mortal beings could never, ever pay. Yeah. And some people are into that, you know, that's what they, they say and do. So yeah. we're going to get off the the 
uh, not a direction so much about people uh, who are speaking uh, blasphemy or things that are obviously uh, error yeah. from uh, the original positions that the, the apostles laid for us, the Word of God says. But let's talk a little bit about people who just say, well, you know, their music's not this, or they their dress is not this. I heard somebody the other day talking about a guy's shirt he had on. Oh, you know, the guy's got a shirt, and he's showing his muscles off, so, you know, that's wrong. Well, if you're going to get into that, then we can get into the long dresses, the hair buns, and, you know, what colored shirt you have on, and all that kind of junk. And I don't believe that brings glory to God. I don't believe it helps anybody. No. Is there anything that just right off the cuff really hits you on this? Well, sure. You know, you know, the body of Christ has issues. We're not perfect. The body of Christ has issues. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, the church is filled with real people worshiping a real God. Yes. And as a pastor, people having issues is job security. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That is what we're here to do. And, um, you know, when it comes to some of the things you're bringing up, we need to be able as the body of Christ, leaders especially, to talk about issues. Sure. And to work towards addressing issues. Yes. I, 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 there's references in Paul where Paul was very careful not to do anything to offend another believer's conscience. Mm -hmm. uh, he commend, wanted to commend himself to every believer's conscience in the fear of God. And like him, I know your heart, my heart is to not do anything that would bring reproach to the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously in the body of Christ, there are leaders who have done that, you know. I think what we want to talk about is how do we address those and what's the right spirit to do that? Because we need to be able to talk about our issues so that we can reach toward Christ-like perfection. Yeah. At the same time, we should not descend into the worldly, corporate, ungodly modes and methods of eating our own, being cutthroat, <laughs> gossip, yeah. backbiting, yeah. because that very thing is a reproach yeah, absolutely. on the body of Christ. Absolutely. One of the worst ones, he that causes division among the saints. Um, yeah. You know, that really is. I, I think, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm big into reconciliation. I try to be. Yes, sir. Uh, I believe it's a major issue of the Bible. First of all, that God reconciled us to him. Uh -huh. uh, next, you know, the reconciliation between the Jew and the Gentile. There's a reconciliation with, with us and others and if it does get to that point, in other words, if there's a schism or a split yeah. or some kind of disagreement that has some major consequences. But here's what I see. The body of Christ is a picture of Jesus and the church. Jesus calls the church his bride. And it's a type or picture of marriage. Uh -huh. Well, before my wife graduated to heaven... We were married 51 years. Amen. Our marriage was not perfect, but our marriage was committed to each other. And she was wrong once or twice. I was wrong once or twice every hour or two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, smart men marry up. Yeah, okay? that's right. But, I did. You know, the whole thing is here, uh, marriages have seasons and they have difficulties and when two people get married there's two kingdoms that come together will they mesh or mash uh -huh, right. and that's uh, you know i think what we need to look at 
when we're talking about our brothers and sisters of the Lord, are we family? Or are we just acquaintances? Am I really ready to jump on somebody and and call them guilty of something that I only have this much information? Uh-huh. Right, right. You know, after all, if I if a journalist that only reports one side of the issue and doesn't investigate the other side, I know there's a lot of that going on too. Yes, another sir. story for another time. But that's not fair to anybody. No. And it puts me in a position to be a judge. That's not righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. That's that's judgment that is to divide and, and bring division. Yeah. But if I've got all the facts together and then I match them with the Word of God, then the behavior I can actually judge. And I should judge it. Now, what do I do with that behavior is another question. So there's several things there I just kind of thought I'd throw in and yeah. spur you on. You know what it occurs to me, Pastor Dan? What is the royal law? in our new covenant. What is the royal law? That's a good question. I mean, the, 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 the highest of the high. You really want me to answer I, I that? To, yeah, okay, what is the royal law of the me, new covenant? Let me think here a little bit. It might be that we're supposed to love God with all our soul, heart, and mind, body. And the second and, is like unto it. Oh, uh, uh, oh yeah, we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. Yes, sir. Is that it? Yeah. Did I get a day on that? You got it. You passed. You get to stay in the ministry, <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> but, you know, when I read 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, especially in the Amplified, you know, it talks about how the love of God acts and thinks and how it conducts itself. And in more than one place, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. Now, when you want to talk about, uh, you know, we're not, when I say that, I'm obviously, I am for accountability. I am for light. When, especially the higher up you go in leadership in the body of Christ, the, the, the stricter the standard. James said the stricter the judgment. And, but there are at times, you know, moral failings, spiritual failings, ethical failings among leadership in the body of Christ. One of the things that love would factor in is the attacks of the devil. You know, when I see a leader in the body of Christ fall, I try to ask myself this, I will never know the level of opposition and intent scrutiny and uh, schemes of the devil that that individual, because of their place, their voice, their influence in the body of Christ would have. And how would I fare if I were the target of such demonic opposition? And how would I want to be treated if I were to have succumbed? Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I think you may have read Galatians 6 before. I'm right here in it. Okay, well, take it away. Well, and you know, as a pastor, I, people come in my office. I'm, I'm not surprised anymore about what people tell me, about yeah. what they've done yeah. or what they're dealing with. And as a uh, one bringing them healing and reconciliation and accountability and correction, I keep this passage before me. And in verse 1 it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual... Now, the people out there on their YouTube platforms, they're telling you how unspiritual they are. Oh, yes. By how they are handling or mishandling another brother's faults. Ouch. But, and there's a, look at the, we'll read it here, the consequence that's coming to them for that. You don't, we don't get to act that way without consequence. So you which are spiritual, it doesn't say devour, 
It doesn't say lock them up and throw away a key. Mm -hmm. It says restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. That means humility. Yes, yes. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. What what does that tell you? You, What is your thought about that, that phrase? Well, to me, it's rather obvious. Several things in there. Yes, sir. First of all, God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Yep. Okay. Just bearing with some other scriptures. Uh, God wants us to reach out to those that are hurting. James says we confess our faults one to the other that we may be healed. Amen. So there's healing. You just read, use the yes, word sir. fault in what you said. You right. Know. Okay. And now if I get into the nitpicking of somebody else and putting them down, not knowing how many spiritual attacks they've been in or what else is caused them to walk in that situation. If I've been there, then that same thing, it's liable to come back on me. Not precisely the same, but the, the same the same root would cause the same fruit. You're going to be tempted in that yes. same flow. It, it, and it's happened to me. It's happened to, yes, it probably has happened to me. It's happened to a lot of people that, for instance, they criticize somebody in a sexual sin, uh-huh. and then we read two years later, guess what? They've done something worse. Yeah. They had to step down and yada, yada, yada. And it says that we do it in a spirit of meekness. God gives grace to the humble. When we have a spirit of meekness on us, then God is giving us and empowering us to be able to rise above our own thoughts and activities and the accusations that may be right there on our tongue and go beyond that and go back into 1 Corinthians 13 like you just shared and show the love of Jesus Christ. Because I see Jesus doing what in the four gospels every time somebody was in an issue he went out in love and brought them close to him except those that were critical of others and it mm, they were what they were the levites and the priests of that time they were the ones so blinded by religious law and uh and their hard-heartedness they were the ones that missed their visitation. They were cut off from the flow of healing, salvation, and all the blessings of God. And they were left in darkness because of their hard-heartedness. You know, Jesus called them snakes and vipers. And he said, you are like whitewashed sepulchers. On the outside, you look, you know, really nice. Inside, you're full of dead men's bones. Yeah. Now, that's sweet, loving Jesus saying that. Well, and I see that right there in what you just said, you really kind of touched on what is the other side of the coin of this. And that is that, yes, when, when there are failings in the body of Christ, in leadership in the body of Christ, we should seek, our aim should be restoration, healing, the spirit of meekness. But notice at the same time, Jesus was bold and unafraid to bring re- rebuke and correction when it was needed. Hey, let's take a break from let's talk about it tomorrow. Just for a couple of minutes, I'd like to have Dr. Cody give us just a few things about World Harvest Church in Paducah, Kentucky. Well, thanks, Pastor Dan. Well, it's an honor to be here. Yes, you know, my wife and I, Amber, we've been the just privileged to pastor a great church, World Harvest Church of Paducah, Kentucky. We're in our 21st year, a growing church. Um, God put us there to impact the region, he told me, and gave us a wonderful building and a regional location. Uh, But at times, you know, God's called me to come outside the four walls of my church. My church is so gracious to share me a little bit 
uh, with the body of Christ. And uh, so there's more and more of that coming. So you could find out a lot about our ministry at uh, whcpaduca.com. But I have my own ministry now for the traveling arm of my ministry. We go to other countries when God says. Uh, we do church meetings. I've done Bible schools. Teaching in the Bible schools is just something I love, love, love to do. But you could find out more about my ministry, uh, traveling ministry, my books, my materials uh, at chriscodyministries.com. If you check out that one, I have been doing mentoring classes uh, every Thursday night for about seven years. And we have captured a lot of audio and video. And for a one-time fee for $35, you can get a whole semester's worth of mentoring. I've covered everything from ministry gifts, spiritual gifts, leadership, finance, wealth creation, a lot of that out there. I even have a ministry training course for full-time ministers called Ministry Advance, all there on my website, my books. Um, anyway, check it out. Yes, to those that needed it. To those he, that needed it. And he knew. Yeah. God knows. He knows. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, we're not saying that, that the God kind of love, this humility, this restoration uh, is winking, winking at immorality and low standards in leadership in the church. I, I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. I hate some of the things I see in the body of Christ. It, it makes me cry and grieve to see uh, in the last episode, we talked about a shaking. And I can't tell you in the last two years, Pastor Dan, how many ministers, precious people, but in this shaking, uh, I know a minister, you do too, killed themselves. I, I know one denomination in Michigan alone, just one denomination in Michigan alone, in one year, lost in, last year in 2021, 400 of its preachers in the state of Michigan. Golly. Ministers are losing their pulpits. They're losing their platforms. They're being removed from their places. And one of the things we do, and I don't think the way the, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is what we see and what's being exposed. We need to respond to that the right way. Mm -hmm. Yes. We need to yeah. not uh, build a YouTube audience on smut and gossip. We're not, there should be no Jerry Springer in the body of Christ. <laughs> and sadly, we have a lot of that. Yeah. You know, At the same time, we can see God is going to have himself a people. And where people need to be shaken, where people need to be, God is big enough. Yes. I, I walk around as a pastor with that, with that fear of the Lord yes. that so many have lost. Yeah. I know God is big enough to deal with me. Yeah. And, and that's so important. The Spirit of Christ comes forward and it does what needs to be done to be able to shake people that are asleep or shake people that are in <clears throat> sin uh -huh. or shake people that need to be adjusted. And looking at them and calling them a snake may be the last ditch effort that he could possibly come up with. Now, I'm not able to do that. But what I can do is and should do biblically is to judge with righteous judgment and to judge behavior of people. And just like right now, you're gonna be in our pulpit, uh, in fact, uh, coming up. Mm -hmm. And the, the fact of it is, is I know you and I know what you carry. Yeah. Uh, I had a young man come in here one time that was passionate about Jesus and he wanted to preach. I wouldn't let him. <laughs> I didn't know him. He's young. He's not proven. Yeah. So he doesn't get a, the pulpit opportunity. And right. we don't have the biggest church in Oklahoma City. We're just on the way. Okay. Amen. That's right. Uh, more or less. Yeah. Whatever God wants. But we are on the way to seeking him and to be big on the inside. Yeah. I tell people we're mega church. We're big on the inside.
that bugs a few people, but I have fun doing it because I also have fun with Jesus. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to get too far off on that. But what I am trying to implore people to do is to realize that just because a news article comes out that we don't jump to conclusions Boy, that's right. and have to pull it back a few years later. My first pastor told me a story that it's just such a great story. I'll, I'll just inter- uh, insert it here mm-hmm. for a minute. This woman in this town, small town, made up a story because she was disgruntled with her pastor and made up a story about him having an affair. And a week later, she came to the pastor and she asked for forgiveness. She said, Pastor, I am so wrong. The Lord has really convicted me about this. I was disgruntled with you. Uh, you said something I didn't like. You did something I didn't want to have done. Right. And so I made up this story about this affair. And he looked at her and he says, well, first of all, I want you to know you're forgiven. But secondly, I want you to take this as an example. Take a feathered pillow out to that cliff, that 150-foot drop-off cliff out of town yeah. where the wind's always blowing. Cut the pillow open, shake the feathers out over the valley below it, and come back a week later and try to gather every one of those feathers. Can't get it back. Oh, my goodness. Can't get it back. Yeah. No, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love does not rejoice over iniquity. Yes. Amen. But it also says, love keeps no record of a suffered wrong. We need to learn to balance these two. You know, when when I find out about a minister that's fallen... I don't, the Bible says, don't rejoice when someone else is overtaken. Uh, I saw, I purpose to sorrow over that. You know, when I have an enemy, you wouldn't think, you know, some of the people that have done me dirtiest have been brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, When their judgment does come, if they don't repent, judgment will come. I purposefully, I will not rejoice in my justification over them lest a worse thing, the Bible says, come upon me. And we just have to learn to really walk in balance. You know, um, when, when Peter sinned publicly and spouting off and saying the wrong thing, that, that this shall not happen to you, Jesus, Jesus rebuked him in front of everybody. Yep. But, you know, where sins had been happened in private, he dealt with those things in private. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I know that I am subject to every passion and every human temptation there is. And by the grace of God, we go. Yes, yes. And I just know that part of how I respond to what I see and what I hear in the lives and ministries of of others is going to affect my strength to endure my time of temptation. And I'm going to approach that with a lot of grace and humility. That's for sure. You know, Jesus said that he's coming back for a spot-free and glorious church. And in order to be spot-free and glorious, the bride of Christ cannot have teeth knocked out, broken limbs, grease all over the dress, so to speak, whatever. He's coming back for a church that's strong and beautiful Uh and is bringing praise and honor to Him and is walking in the precepts that He's given us. That is the victory that overcomes the world. Thank you very much. We appreciate you being here with us today. Wonderful being with you. Thank you so very much. Uh, Turn and tune in next week. Remember, you can get this podcast anywhere that you get your podcast. Tell your friends, your neighbors about it. Jump 
jump in with us, make a comment, write us uh, an email, do whatever you want to do to communicate. We will answer you back. We love you, care about you. See you next time on Let's Talk About Tomorrow. God bless.